Good morning. This is Shappy Lee, Public Information Officer and Preparedness Planner for the Florida Department of Health, and this is Flagler Health Matters. Community paramedicine is an innovative solution designed to fill the health care gaps within the community. It facilitates increased access to primary care by providing high-quality in-home care. Community paramedics Rob Arrett and Tracy Farmer are an extension of individuals' primary care provider and is a resource for patients who help to keep them home and healthy. I'm here today with both of them at the EOC, Emergency Operations Center, and I'm so excited to have both of them here to talk to me today. We are going to be discussing the high levels of heat in the community. But first, I just want to say that I'm so grateful to be able to work with both of them. I've been working with both of them for over a year and their services are so needed here in Flagler County. We're so lucky to have this program. So Tracy and Rob, I know that you are both out in the community and have direct contact with some of Flagler County's most vulnerable. What are you witnessing and are you witnessing anything that needs to be looked at in terms of heat exhaustion? Are we seeing anything right now in Flagler County? What can you tell our listeners? Good morning, Jaffe. The good news is at this time, we haven't seen a significant increase in heat-related emergencies. So we want to continue to get the information out there, keep people on high alert, and let them take the necessary precautions to avoid a heat-related emergency. So that is the good news. As of right now, we have not seen a significant increase. Uh, I think that society and the community is aware of what's going on. We got good resources through social media, through the media, and through just simply talking to people and recognizing, hey, it's really hot today. The temperature is going to be up. Set your schedule accordingly to what you're doing inside or outside. So information and keeping it flowing. And That's right. And so by partnering together, that is one of the things that we're able to do here so well in Flagler County, especially with having these programs and with you and Rob out in the community and being able to see the people that are most vulnerable. I think that's what's very important here. So can you or Rob talk about what to look for in terms of signs or symptoms of heat exhaustion or heat stroke? Rob's going to take this one. Well, good morning, Jaffe. Thanks for having us on. Um, Well, I can tell you that, uh, you know, a lot of people get complacent when it comes to heat emergencies because, you know, a lot of people are thinking here in the state of Florida that, you know, I can get out in the morning because it's 75 degrees out, it's nice and cool, that kind of thing. Um, I can tell you, though, humidity is at 84, 80, or 90 percent at 75 degrees in the morning. However, you know, those people will get out there and they don't realize that. They're like, oh, it's nice and cool, I can get out and do work. They're actually not even aware that they're getting into the early stages of heat emergencies at that point. Um, it, it's It can take as little as 10 minutes of working outside with these kind of temperatures and heats here in Florida in order to start going with the heat emergencies. Um, but, you know, your first signs, uh, heat emergencies, you start getting heat cramps. Um, you know, those are typical, you know, muscle cramps as you're walking through the yard and things like that that you'll find. Uh, typically, your calves will cramp up as you're walking. You'll know that's like an early sign of dehydration and that you really should be drinking a lot of water. 
Um, a lot of people go with the, um, you know, I can have a sports drink, a Gatorade, something like that. But what we always tell people is that the too much salt and too much sugar intake at one time is too much. So you need to be cutting that 50-50 with water. So the Gatorade and the sports energy drinks like that are good, but you need to be cutting that 50-50 with water. Um, that way your body doesn't get overloaded with the excess sugar and salts in those. In those. Um, and right after the heat cramps, you can go into heat exhaustion. Heat exhaustion is serious um, because the next step, could actually lead up to death if you get into heat stroke um but the heat exhaustion you know you'll feel that your heartbeat will be you know getting faster you'll still have your heat cramps you're still sweating and you're gonna know notice a uh, uh, an exuberant amount of sweat that's going on um you just start to get a little dizzy a little lightheaded a little bit of weakness going on as well you'll feel that little wobbly in your legs as you're walking um irritability you could even vomit, that kind of thing. That's where you know where you're starting to get into that dangerous range and you're starting getting into the heat exhaustion part of it. Um, once you overexert yourself past that point, you get into heat stroke. Heat stroke can lead to death if not taken immediate care. Um, if you, Your biggest signs for heat stroke is that you'll stop sweating. Where you would normally be sweating, you'll stop sweating. You'll notice that your skin is very hot to the touch. Um, you can't do little coordination um, things with your hands and things like that. Um, you'll you'll notice the hot and dry skin because it'll be the, the hot skin just like you would for heat exhaustion, but it, your skin will be dry because you've stopped sweating and you've gone into the heat stroke area. You'll have a huge headache going on. Um, it can lead to seizure activity. It can put you, it can make you unresponsive. And that's really where the danger, immediate danger lies within the heat stroke. Um, so if you start getting any of these signs or symptoms, you work for 10 minutes at a time, go inside, cool off, lots of water, lots and lots of water. When you think you've had enough water, you haven't had enough. You need to drink some more. Those are great tips. A lot of information there. That's really, really important, especially now with it being as hot as it is outside. Take breaks, go inside, cool off, drink a lot of water. Rob, thank you for all the information. Thank you, Tracy, for all the work that you guys do. This program is wonderful. And stay cool, everyone. To help ensure that children in Flagler County have a chance of getting their recommended immunizations on schedule, the Florida Department of Health Flagler will once again present their back-to-school rush, no-cost clinic. The goal of the effort is healthier children, families, and communities. All students of Flagler County deserve the right to return to the classroom safely, which means catching up on missed immunizations. You can beat the rush and call today to schedule your child now. Call 386-437-7350, extension 7095, to get more information on how you can beat the rush and start the back-to-school immunization process now. Again, that is 386-437-7350, extension 7095, to find out more information, to ask questions, and to schedule your appointment.
Florida Division of Emergency Management urges residents to practice heat safety as dangerously hot and humid conditions continue across the state. Heat index values will climb into triple digits, causing much of the state to be under heat advisories and at a greater risk for heat-related illnesses. With the heat index value reaching an upwards of 110 degrees in some areas, it's important to take breaks from the heat and drink plenty of water, said Division Executive Director Kevin Guthrie. I urge all Floridians to practice heat safety and remember it is never safe to leave children or pets alone in a parked car. The heat index is the apparent temperature or feels like temperature that describes the combined effect of high air temperature and high humidity. The higher this combination, the more difficult it is for your body to cool itself. With prolonged exposure to extreme heat, your body is more at risk for experiencing heat exhaustion or heat stroke. Know the signs of heat-related illnesses. Heat exhaustion. Symptoms of heat exhaustion include dizziness, thirst, heavy sweating, and weakness. Heat stroke. Signs of heat stroke include confusion, hot and dry skin with no sweat, a rapid, strong pulse, and loss of consciousness. Heat safety tips. Never leave children, vulnerable adults, or pets in a parked car. Limit time outside. Avoid being outdoors during the midday heat and spend more time inside in the air conditioning when possible. Utilize public spaces. Take advantage of public spaces with air conditioning, such as local libraries, to stay cool. Dress for summer. Wear loose, lightweight, and light-colored clothing. Stay hydrated. Drink plenty of water even when you do not feel thirsty. And don't get too much sun. Apply sunscreen when you are going to be outside. For more safety tips, visit floridadisaster.org. Second part of my show today, I'm back in the WNZF studios here. The city of Palm Coast Mayor David Alfin is with me. He serves many organizations, including the City of Palm Coast Citizens Advisory Task Force, the Flagler Value Assessment Board, and the Flagler Education Foundation. Mayor Alfin would like the community to know that he is eager to bring unity back to the city council and believes Palm Coast is on the doorstep of opportunity for the long term. And he will be dedicated to preserving public safety in Palm Coast to ensure we can always enjoy the lifestyle we strive to protect. Mayor Alfin, the first time I met you was here at WNCF Studio, and you were arm wrestling with medical director Stephen Bickle, who I love. He is wonderful. And obviously, he proved to be the stronger man on that day to kick off the million-dollar food drive. Yes. And we did do a best out of three. And the first two were pretty much a tie, but he did bring his check. So I won't say that I concentrated on that but he won fair and square and we had a really good time and as a matter of fact we've become very close friends because you are right if you want to look for a wonderful man in our community that would be dr stephen pickle yes he is wonderful but you know i'm I'm visualizing and seeing you also as the mayor with a cause because you just keep showing up everywhere where there is a good cause happening well i had the good fortune of uh coming to Palm Coast uh, more than a decade ago, but with a purpose in mind, and that purpose was to give something back. I had had several successful careers, and somebody along the way had once told me that if you started to count up all that you are given from so many, you will never be able to pay back that much. 
So I came here with that idea in mind, and I got myself involved in a number of different organizations. And actually, when I first arrived, I decided to become a realtor, not because I knew anything about the real estate business, but I thought, how can you meet the largest number of people, learn the lay of the land in the shortest period of time? And it was really through real estate. And the real estate market was uh, was quite generous back then. But it did lead me to some of the organizations you mentioned before. And I'll share a secret with you. Okay. Anybody that wants to volunteer for an organization, if you really have purpose, at some point volunteer or get appointed to be the treasurer. And here's why. Mm. If you are the treasurer of the organization, you will learn how the organization works Everybody that's part of the organization will have to come see you, and it's the least political position in every organization. So I am proud to say that I have served in the past as the treasurer for almost every organization in town. But it gives you an inside-looking-out view of all of these fabulous organizations, volunteer organizations that we're going to be talking about. Wonderful. That's a really great tip. I will take you up on that and keep it in mind. So starting off, first question here. The city of Palm Coast is one of Florida's newest cities. So how does the city stand out above the others on the East Coast specific to outdoor life, ecotourism, thinking about how we are wanting to be healthy and outdoors What can you say about Palm Coast? What do we have here that other cities don't have? So you're absolutely correct. So Palm Coast, uh, as many of uh, your listeners know, was only incorporated as a city in 1999, which puts us just uh, 22 and a half years down the road. However, during its day back in the late 60s and 70s, the planning began, and it was, in fact, the largest master planned community in the entire United States at that moment in time. The reason that's important is the folks at the ITT Corporation and their others planned all of the trails and beautiful um, uh, amenities, including the salt canals and the freshwater canals, all up front. They weren't built over time. They were placed, they were put in place before the first homes were even built. So you won't find communities that had that luxury. As a result, the city of Palm Coast and actually Flagler County have one of the best and largest trail systems throughout the entire state of Florida because those folks, those designers had the foresight to understand that the the then 60 would be the new 40 or the new 40 would become the new 60. Anyway, as people got older, they would want to enjoy the beautiful landscapes and natural beauty of Florida. So they built in the hiking, biking and walking trails along with the waterway rights of way as well. We really do have some beautiful trails here in Flagler County. And just like you're saying, they all interconnect. And if they don't, they're going to interconnect. So as a matter of fact, one of my other responsibilities as the current serving mayor of the city of Palm Coast is our representative to the transportation planning organization. I sit on the executive board there. Um, That organization prioritizes DOT projects, but part of that responsibility is also to fund from the state, not from taxpayer dollars here, the continuation of the trails so that we do have an interconnected 
system everywhere. And folks can see part of that in the new bridge, which has its pluses and minuses over State Road 100. But more importantly, from my point of view, it connects series of trails on each side of it. it I'll also share something else with your listeners, what they may not know. The city of Palm Coast has a, a immense spread of undeveloped property inside of its city limits on the western side of I-95. That happens to be the connection point for both the Green Corridor of Florida and also, I'm sorry, the Green Trails of Florida, but also the Animal Corridor mm. um, come right together over in that western side. So it really is a very special northeast corner of Florida. It really is, yes. And it's important to think about the animals, too, when we're talking about the trails and the safety, because there is so much growth in Palm Coast, but we think, we're thinking about the animals as well. So I, I will tell you this, and I'm a very firm believer in this. So all things. So let me start with my city, our city. Mm-hmm. Cities are healthy if they're in balance. So the city was first um, uh, thought of and created for retiring seniors or retired seniors, which worked out great for 20 years. We now find that we love those folks, and I include myself in that group, by the way. But in order for a city to be healthy, you have to have a balance of demographics, which means that now we also need young people here. Now, that same philosophy, obviously, is part of the natural experience. You have to protect your flora and fauna. There has to be a balance of green space versus developed area. You have to protect the environment. You have to learn to work with the land, never against the land. Great point. And bringing up the balance, when I was on the City of Palm Coast website the other day, I couldn't help but notice how focused the website was on families and the importance of families and events. Can you talk a little bit about what the city is doing right now currently for events specific to families? So our communications department in particular has created a calendar of many, many different and varied events because we do understand that the city of Palm Coast originally created, again, for pre-retirees or retirees that may have had grandchildren visiting from time to time, but we've grown up and matured past that. So we don't have sufficient amenities today to support all of the youth programs that we need here locally. We're working on it. And I'll share something that none of your listeners have probably heard before. I am in the beginning process of finding us, bringing us, building us a YMCA. Oh, wow. That would be wonderful. With a full-blown aquatic center. So there will be more details to come, but I just want your listeners to know that Palm Coast is dedicated to balancing the community so there are appropriate activities for every age level. My predecessors were very concerned about the quality of life for the moment. My philosophy is slightly different, and that's because I'm here at a different time. I not only have to worry about the quality of life today, but I also simultaneously need to be concerned about what your children and your grandchildren will want here in our fine city. It's a great segue into my next question. You know, I was um, at an event last week, and it had to do with the new 100-bed hospital that is in the heart of the city of Palm Coast. Can you talk about that a little bit to the listeners? So I'm very excited to uh, share with uh, your listeners that the 
CO, the Certificate of Occupancy, was issued to the Second Advent Hospital campus, which is located, like you said, um, out there on uh, Palm Coast Parkway. Um, and the ribbon cutting is coming up in, in just, uh, I think, a week and a half. I don't know the exact date. Um, I'll be speaking there. But part of the hospital is actually already opened. Now, the office space, no patients yet. So don't rush over there, please. <laughs> but the hospital will officially be open after the ribbon cutting. And my understanding is from the executive staff at Advent that they are um, uh, fully hired, obviously always looking for more, but ready to go to serve the overextended original hospital. Because let's face it, that hospital is built some years ago and we have grown since. So I'm looking for uh, raising the bar on service and um, working very closely with Advent Health. It was a great event that we had over there, too, in a partnership with Flagler County uh, Sheriff's Office, the city of Bunnell, police department, as well as the city of Flagler Beach and emergency management, Jonathan Lord. It was wonderful to see all the partners come together and, at that beautiful facility. And if I could just throw a plug here for Advent. Mm -hmm. So their Pink Army and their Pink Army events uh, for breast cancer awareness. So I grew up in Florida over on the West Coast, and I've been all over the state. I lived, I raised my kids down in South Florida, actually. But I've never seen another city in the state of Florida that turns out in such numbers for such great events. So kudos to Advent Health and their Pink Army team. Yes, definitely. They are wonderful. They really are. Um, I want to ask now, if you had a wish list thinking about emergency management and we are coming up to the height of hurricane season, what would you have on your wish, your wish list specific to emergency management? Very top of the list always. And remember, I grew up in Florida, so mm -hmm. I have uh, – as a matter of fact, uh, I lived on uh, Key Biscayne, uh, an island just off of Miami, and, uh, and lived through Hurricane Andrew. So I have wow. some expertise and many others as well. First on the list, very easy and so hard to accomplish. Two things. Have your kit of supplies handy. There, it's easy to find a list, but more importantly, have a plan. Make your plan. You really have to make everybody in your family and your neighborhood understand what are you going to do and don't wait until your, your channel TV news tells you it's coming. Figure out where you're going to go and have more than one plan because you never know exactly what direction you're going to have to move in. Those two things will save lives. That's a great plan to have. You're right. You're exactly right about that. I want to talk a little bit about your 2023 virtual state of the city address, the planning and building of the future. Can you speak to the listeners a little bit about that? And it is available on the city of Palm Coast website. So again, um, the basic theme of uh, the, um, the, uh, the annual address to the city was a guarantee to maintain the, the, uh, level of amenities that we all have come to appreciate and enjoy. In addition to that, to balance the city, to allow a younger resident, families, to move to Palm Coast so that they could have a significant impact on the economy here. So in order to do that, I think I made a, a, a reference to a three-legged stool. So my priorities are the following. One, to identify the businesses that are closely related to health care services. 
Um, and that provides the training. You know, we have two campuses over in town center now from both UNF and Jacksonville University where we're training medical personnel as we speak. So one is to identify the, the businesses that require those trained, career-minded employees. Next, we get them jobs. So we will be bringing the businesses that also want to be in close proximity to hospitals. So that would be pharmaceutical-type companies, um, medical technology companies that uh, perhaps work in the cloud. And many of uh, your listeners know that we've put in fiber optic cable now that is gig speed. So we are – we will, we shortly will be the only the second city in the entire state of Florida that has um, symmetrical up and down speed gig speed internet. It's important because you'll be able to watch your movies streaming better, but more importantly, it allows us now to attract businesses that do a lot of their high level research in the cloud. So pharmaceutical companies, medical technology companies, additional hospital facility. Then there's a third piece. So the third leg of the stool is housing that is affordable for folks that are starting out on a career and also our first responders, teachers, and all of those. So you know now that the median price for a home in the city of Palm Coast exceeds $360,000, which means if you're starting a career at, let's say, $80,000, you can't afford to finance it. So I am dedicated to make sure that we are building these starter homes that one career-minded individual could afford to purchase and then have a job as well. So that's the three-legged stool. That last stool, that last leg is going to be so important for the residents of Palm Coast and to bring families here, like you said, to make sure affordable housing is a part of that um, piece. I think that's really important. Thank you for bringing that up. So I think the the plan is solid. Um, That's a very long-winded 20-year plan. It's not going to happen tomorrow. There are phases and stages. The trick Mm -hmm. is that the three-legged stool, those three legs need to be extended from the seat simultaneously. Two of them will never balance the stool. Mm -hmm. All three have to hit the ground at the same time. Wonderful. Well, Mayor Alfin, it's been wonderful having you here today. Well, it was a pleasure. I was very excited and uh, I wish you well and love the show. So I hope everybody tunes in. Thank you so much. This has been another edition of Flagler Health Matters. You can find past episodes of the show at flaglerbroadcasting.com slash podcast. And please give us a like on Facebook. I'm Jaffe Lee with the Florida Department of Health. Thank you for listening and have a great weekend. Are you looking for a new career that will offer growth, learning, and the ability to help your local community? Look no further than the Florida Department of Health Flagler in Benel. We are hiring. Working for the state of Florida is more than a paycheck. We offer a total compensation package for employees that features a highly competitive set of benefits for qualifying jobs, including annual leave and sick leave, nine paid holidays, state group insurance coverage options, including health, life, dental, and vision, retirement plan options, including employer contributions, tuition waivers, flexible spending accounts, and more. Are you looking for a job in the dental field? We're hiring. Are you looking for a job in the business sector? We're hiring. Our positions start above the current minimum wage. Go to jobs.myflorida.com and search for jobs today using Benel 
or 32110. Again, that's jobs.myflorida.com and find your Florida Department of Health Flagler job today. 